live, baby. We're live, we're live. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Britt, joined by my co-host, Rich. How are you? And we are being joined by our beautiful guest, the marvelous Melee. How are you, love? Hello, everybody. I'm great. How are y'all today? I'm well. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's that's the norm. Um, But mental health check-in. Melee, how have you been? Where are you at mentally? How are you feeling? Oh, wow. We get to start with the care. We care. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly all over the place, but used to the chaos. So we're, we're thriving and surviving for sure. Uh, Rich, how are oh, you feeling? Uh, mentally, I'm fine. Physically, I'm tired of shit. Uh, <laughs> did the gym earlier today. Came home. Izzy wanted to go to the gym again. And where I planned on not working out and just going with her and with Brittany to the gym. Of course, me being my natural self, I can't just not go to the gym and not do anything. And then, of course, me also being myself, outlifting everyone, got tired. Then, not gonna lie, completely lost track of time and had to sprint my ass from my apartment gym to my apartment up the stairs to get here. Oh, well, welcome. I'm glad you made it. Well, I'm glad you made it. To all those well, trials and tribulations. Right? Um, today was pretty good. I So, um, Jamal stumbled across a free leasing agent, like, class um, on Indeed that he referred me to. So, I sat into that, which was actually really good. I, I was waiting the whole time for them to be like, and for a fee of... But they didn't. It was genuinely like teaching you how to be a leasing agent. And then um, it's with a temp agency. So then they help you find the pos- a position. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I mean, I wouldn't say it was informative. It was kind of all common sense, right? Like how to show an apartment. But it, for me, kind of clicked that it's similar to what I love doing, like with the workforce development, helping others, but like getting them into an apartment, right? Helping them find housing, which is just as important as finding a job. So it kind of hit like, you know, that little like soft place in my heart behind all the layers of of Gemini darkness. Um, (laughs) And it made me like feel like this might be not necessarily a career path, but I I really want to find my last job, right? That's my goal. Like I want to find the last place where I'm working for someone and then move forward from there. So I feel like this might be a good, place for me to be so it was cool it was enlightening i feel like like here lately that's a lot of struggles for for us millennials right yeah right where we're trying to find our career already Uh, a lot of like damn what do i want to do the rest of my 20 years that i'm going to be working you know i want to do it myself i don't want to do it for someone and the, the, the needs of the environment are shifting. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, the same, the same line that our parents should live in, where, you know, we were, it was impressive to have that security, like having right. 40 plus years added up. Now it's almost like, some companies will give you this side. Why are you moving around? Why aren't you progressing? Why aren't you? Right. We don't know what the shift is. <laughs> yeah. 
And I mean, and we kind of touched on this before we get into today's topic, but we kind of touched on this in the gentle parenting where it's like our parents, they they never kind of humanized what they were going through. So it felt like they knew what they were doing. So now that we're at their age, it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why is my life not completely figured out? And, you know, was, so we got going there, we realized they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Exactly. They were doing that shit. Exactly. And they just made that shit look good. <laughs> Oh no, I'm saying it still seemed like it was more affordable for them, though. <laughs> it was no, it does, it's not that it seemed like I it was. was. It, it it more affordable. I don't think it was affordable because remember, a lot of them jacked up their credit because credit was a whole new thing. Banks were just more willing to give things out, and they're not as willing today. I think that's the part that they were able to kind of get. You know, mm. before 2008, banks were like, "Shit, you want a house? You want a house?" Fuck your credit score. You got a job, you got a house. You want that $500,000 house? Who gives a fuck? You can have it. And then when the market crashed, they took all that shit back. And they were like, no one gets a house. I don't give a damn if you got an 800 credit score and a million dollars. No. Like, so I felt like they were able, they, did, they definitely had better opportunities as far as, or more lenient opportunities is what I'll say. Not better, but more lenient opportunities. Because yeah. nowadays, man, without... 700 like you not moving yeah and i agree with that on that perspective but also like being from michigan and like my parents my dad worked well he went to college but he then he worked for ford and or gm or wherever he worked but he's been with ford for like decades mm-hmm. right he's like the vice president of one of the plants and it's like that that's what you do in detroit right you get mm-hmm. into one of the plants and you have a career and mm-hmm. you're good you're set and that's just not the case anymore yeah. Um, yeah, they don't do that shit no more. COVID damn sure changed all of that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But speaking of careers and career paths, today's episode is about the rise of OnlyFans and the sex work industry. So, our guest today, Marvelous Melee, I would want to just start this off with you kind of introducing yourself and why you're even on this episode, right? Like, <laughs> Ooh, wee, why, man? Yeah. Hey, everybody, again. Hey, what's up? Uh, so I'm the Marvelous Melee. I do a lot of things. Um, right now I'm currently a burlesque performer and producer in Las Vegas. Uh, throughout my, yeah, this last decade of my life, I've been involved in sex work and OnlyFans and some sort of selling of something, <laughs> at least since uh, college. So yeah. That's why I'm here because I have that perspective. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Rich, did you wanna? Did I was gonna want... give my story about uh BlurredCon. Blurred there we go. And uh, so that way she can kind of set me straight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I heard a little something about your your, your <laughs> blurred con yeah. escapades. Oh. You heard me? Anyway, so this was the first time, uh, BlurredCon was the first time I've ever done something where a lot of black people were in one section and it wasn't a club, right? So go there and it's sex workers panel. My natural mind, how this, how is this shit legal? But whatever, go to the panel, I sit on it. Now I am actively listening. I'm not being rude. I'm not saying nothing out loud. I'm just listening. Mm-hmm. And as they speak, I'm like, this is just prostitution, but with a fancier name. Now, when I said that, somebody <laughs> said, 
They were like, no, it's not. And I asked for them to explain the difference between the two. So I would ask you the same. Explain the difference between the two. <laughs> for somebody like me, I grew up on the southwest side of Houston, kind of ghetto. We didn't have names like sex workers. On Bella, on, 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 on Bella Street, it's the, it's, that's the strip. That's where they walk. That's what I know. And it sounds the same. But maybe you could tell me something a little different. Oh, we. Okay, well, listen. If, I mean, to boy, if we're going to boil it all the way down to a basic, you give me money, you have some reason to orgasm, then sure. But everyone don't, you know, people don't, that we still don't like the way that sounds because there's still so many distinctions in between, like, what sex work is and what happens in the in-between levels. Because the main connotation of prostitution is you're selling sex, you're walking on the street, you're selling sex, or you are, like, I still can't even call, like, it prostitution off the internet. Like, it's still almost escorting to me if you're, like, you know, seeking out your own clients. Like, to me, prostitution is, like, you are kind of just, like, you know, a, a streetwalker. You you know it don't matter what the the motherfucker look like it don't look it don't matter you know you just kind of doing that thing but like I think that's like the main connotation of prostitution. Interestingly enough, I just started reading this book called The Sacred Prostitute because um, you know there there was like a a time where sex and spirituality were you know one and the same and not like taboo or like a juxtaposition as as it is today like a lot of people can't see the word sacred and prostitute in the same sentence mm -hmm. but you know what i'm saying like the word it's just uh amazing how much the word itself goes through all of these meanings and uh you know that if it's of of service uh it's usually a service to something or of god but but now we're but now we're here and now we're in the modern day and so is it yeah. is it just because the name has a lot of negative connotation to it so i just want to switch it up to make it sound more it still seems like it's well it still just feels and seems and uh, semantically like it's like prostitution is in its own lane of a specific type of sex work mm -hmm. so like i feel like me you know, like if I sell a picture of myself and some dude jacks off to it, like that isn't prostitution. However, there was a money exchange if someone got an orgasm and to somebody else, that might be the basis of what that is. Mm -hmm. So it's subjective as hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It seems, but you see why it could be, you know, it almost seems like it belittles all the possible things under the umbrella of sex work. Okay. I just never thought it'd be possible to say belittling and sex work in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I just never, like, I don't see that being possible. Belittling sex work. I feel like the entire act itself is in a sense of belittling. Um, now, you ain't, you make your money, now you make it. I'm not judging nobody. Like, you do you. I'm broke. A lot of these niggas is rich. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> But that's that know. connotation stuff. That's that that's that, you know, perceptual <laughs> shit that we have been trained. You know what I'm saying? Like, because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if I like there's a lot of 
sex workers slash prostitutes slash people who enjoy what they are doing or or choosing to and making it enjoyable for them um you know if self-respect is about uh, respect of the self you know that's up to me is it not absolutely absolutely yeah. if it ain't hurt nobody yeah no no, no. so with with I don't want this to sound rude, but like with porn stars, stars, we considered like the like professional level of sex work, like the like pros. I mean, like, I guess like sure, but porn is definitely its own thing as opposed to like, like there's a big difference between like you selling some a la carte content off of Twitter or you've got a Snapchat or you've got an OnlyFans and then you on Pornhub and then, or then you're on a cam site or then you do meetups for specific fetishes. Like, I feel like professional is based off of, you know, how much you're bringing in and your visibility. And I mean, you can be pro without being that thing, but you know, I think we, we're talking big leagues. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your name is known. For yeah, a reason. Uh, the, the uh the Lana Rhodes and uh the, the Mia Khalif, whatever her name is, that that, yeah. level, that level people. Which is funny because you know Mia Khalifa, you know, I mean <laughs> <laughs> ain't amazing on the I love her to death, but like she's not amazing as a as a porn star. But like that it's it's about it's about virality, it's about what you can like how you can be noticed because it's a big ass pond sea ocean right everyone is doing it like people you don't think is doing it man i started my shit all the way over i deleted my twitter started it over so now my algorithm is fresh i'm running into people i'm running into all types of people that i know in life (laughs) busting it open on motherfucking twitter i'm like oh i didn't know oh so that's why you didn't come to the thing okay So how did you get started? If we can talk more specifically about your path. So me specifically, I mean, most of the time this comes from a need of money, right? So I'm in college and I'm already like discovering myself as far as like, like dom and kink work because I really started by being a dominatrix and also, I was trying to get in a, you know, that model company, Suicide Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm officially one now. At the time, I was trying to get into there. So I'm like, okay, maybe this can go hand in hand with me getting some content slash me getting experience in all these realms. Nah, 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 nah. Um, yeah, and then once I learned how you could just like really do your own thing online, and they, there came all these avenues to do that. Well, mainly OnlyFans. Now there's way more choices. But um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's let's just see what what happens. Let's just go with it. Let's you know, we'll pay a couple bills. Why not? And I can control how much I feel like working. So is that is that still the goal? Just pay the bills, or is this something like, nah, I like this shit. This is a profession. Right now, it's a supplementary. Like, I'm making sure that it's like something artistic that I can use to express myself so I can feel like 
I'm exercising a piece of myself, but it is auxiliary for me right now. And it's just an, uh, it's another form of income and a way for me to connect with my people and some fans, you know what I'm saying? Because I still model and I still dance and I still do all this other stuff. But I said, do you have any other job outside of OnlyFans? Like, a, like, do you have like a corporate job or a job that, no, anything like that? No, you free? Not myself? at the moment. Not okay. at the moment. I had corporate. I fucking hate it. It is so <laughs> goddamn crushing. I'm, I don't okay. know if I'm cussing out. Was it? Was no, it you're fine. Uh, you're fine. Keeping a corporate job while doing OnlyFans, or did they not know about it? Um. They didn't know about it. Like the the main companies didn't know about it, but my coworkers would find me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was always that's always the thing. Like the, the people you are kind of trying to hide it from will find it, but it's like if you find it and pay for it, you incriminated yourself in that way. So we're we're, we're even. nice and even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rich, sure, Rich, you got some questions. I know I've been taking over. No, you're fine. I, I allowed you to because I know you had questions. You had wow. them for a while, and I wanted you to. I wanted you to be able to get them out. Um, and only because I love I know it. a lot of people, especially when we're at Black Crime, they're like, "Oh, you're just, you know, this old school boomer who's not who's who's narrow minded." I'm like, "No, I really want you to explain the shit to me because this is not something that I am used to." You right. Know yeah. So, no. I like to understand this, so when I meet people in that field. I don't seem judgmental when I speak to them. You know what I'm saying? I sound like somebody that, know, you know, I'm not saying I know them, but I know their path, mm-hmm. you know, and what they might deal with on and off. I know some people that do it. I know, like, I know a lady personally, right, who did it, and she uh, was only doing it for a little bit, you know, and she only did it to make some little extra money. And, you know, but she was embarrassed anytime you brought it up mm-hmm. in person. On her channel, she wasn't. Or on her platform, she wasn't. But in person, if you asked her about it, she embarrassed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how are you going to do something on public forum like that and then be embarrassed in public when somebody asks you about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't rock together. I feel like you got to have almost like the utmost confidence when doing this shit. Like, you can have, you got to have confidence that do the job, but, you know, it ain't, we still deserve to have separation of our lives and stuff and the privacy because that is something that's mad intimate and easy to exploit mm-hmm. and that's the main thing that we're really trying to protect ourselves from especially when it comes to like like if you choose to be private about it in your regular life because again like you said like what about corporate what about family what about you know there's motherfuckers that we still no matter how confident i am i don't want them to know <laughs> if I could keep it away from them or, you know, if I could keep my, I know some people who really lost their job from being associated or having something online mm-hmm. or like, you know, of teachers. Yeah, you know, teachers te- for sure. and even people, you know what I'm saying? There's so many levels above and below that. So it's like, yeah, motherfucker. Okay. Enjoy it. Why you gotta be loud though? Why we can't just have fun and have a secret time and we just, you know what I'm Do saying? Do you think like, that is fair? If yeah, I have a corporate, if I have a corporate job, and uh, I have an OnlyFans, like, is it fair for them, me to be fired over that? Oh yeah, no. Um, I don't think that I. Companies are just like really afraid of having a certain perception or whatever, and that's what the mm-hmm. shitty part is with this sex work thing is that it's automatically demonized. It's automatically like crass, crude, inappropriate, 
and vanilla settings. But crazy because like, America is one of the biggest company, like biggest countries that fucking do porn. Weird. That that fucking do porn and all y'all fuck and all y'all watch it and mm-hmm. y'all do it for free. So I don't even know why you're complaining. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it, it, it's the rich people who own these companies who are the freakiest. They're the ones doing all the extra. They're the ones, you know, hiring the, the domination. Five shades of green. The, yeah, the five. No, it's all fifty. It's all fifty. What's the name of the book? Fifty shades. Fifty five. You know, I don't read it, but five zero. And that book is still an incredibly terrible example of it what BDSM is supposed to be. I've always figured that was just the white people's way of saying this is a proper way of being prostitute. Like, I'm going to be an escort. That's, that's just white people's way of saying you're Well, I mean, it's still a different level for show. Like, escort comes with more. More luxury. More... I don't think dating, if I ask you to go out on a date, you're not an escort. Even if I pay you to come out on a date. that's no. it, it just paid you to go on a date. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, with an escort, you're paying them for their time in whatever way you please. So, like, that could be a date, that could be sex, that could be just sit over there and fucking watch me do my taxes. But, like, the point of an escort is luxury. And the point of luxury is to pay to play, baby. <laughs> you pay for what you want specifically. And with a prostitute, could you get that? Sure. Well, that Esquire, you get that, but it's like two different brands, you know, with the connotations of the word. Like, you know, Esquire's a little more, they go through a company, they're they're sexually vetted, like they're, um, you know, quote unquote more glamorous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I have a question for you. As a woman in the industry, do you feel empowered within this industry or is it um because i know you had mentioned wanting to keep your own like autonomy and privacy so is there fear or like i guess i can't think of the word do you understand what i'm trying to say (laughs) or where i'm going with this because i'm like fear for i guess like i mean for so fear for like you said losing your job or like the negative connotations that come along with it being placed on you or do you feel empowered Uh within do you feel like no one like if you tried to do something other than that would take you serious if they knew about it um okay so do i feel empowered yes uh this has definitely helped me uh shape up some traits that i've always wanted for myself Mm -hmm. as far as like being able to kind of demand slash manifest what I want and need and uh, how to socially navigate a lot of things and, you know, learning about people, love learning about people. Um, I'm not really ashamed. The only, my only drawback is my fucking parents. Like they're both still alive and kicking and would fucking have a heart attack if they really like knew. So there is that bit and I'm um and it does kind of suck to have to do that, especially as I'm like a grown ass woman, but I just already know what I feel like dealing with and I already know, you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of people who got supportive as fuck ass parents, um, you know what I'm saying? But like for the most part, if you're not already bringing in a million dollars, 
then you're just nothing but shame on the family for like especially you know i'm your only kid or fucking like you know so-and-so's favorite daughter is usually the you know what i'm saying right but for me i (laughs) have gotten quite a bit out of this journey Nice. So what would you say are some of the, I guess, pros and cons of the industry, other than the ones we've already talked about, anything we haven't talked about, um, con-wise at least? And then of the industry, well, people love, ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So, 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 I'm really trying to figure out something. And I think I just saw a question. Pop yeah, up. you did. I didn't know you could do that. That's so cool. We'll put it back up. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, wait, how do you keep it from parents? How would you hide this from your kids? So, I don't know, kids are a little smarter. But, uh, <laughs> 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 then your parents. But, like, I mean, I have so many checks and balances and accounts. So, like... Uh, like I don't advertise on Facebook at all. Like I know some people who do, like I don't do that. Um, I keep that for just like friends and family. Um, all my advertising is done on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. And these are places that my people are not going to be. Um, as far as like kids, I mean, you know, that's the problem. Kids are smart and they be having, you know, they already be having their own secret email addresses and shit. You know what I'm saying? So sure, you can block the ones you know. Sure, you can like, like I have multiple Instagram accounts and I'm just lucky to have my parents not be the kind to be extra as fuck. But, you know, kids is a harder thing because, you know, it don't even have to be your kid. Like, but I think let, that's the question. You... The question is, is how would you hide it from your kids? So if you had kids, how would you explain this to them? Would you explain it or would you just completely not tell them about it? Well, well, she's saying, how would you hide it from your kids? And I'm like, I don't know how you would hide it. Like, I don't have kids, but I know how smart they fucking are. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the problem because it's the Internet. So, like, you, you can have your multiple accounts and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're big enough or if you're like. So that's another thing that's beautiful about OnlyFans that, you know, you. As an adult creator on OnlyFans, your shit isn't pushed out into the algorithm. Like, people have to look you up by name. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you're just fucking, you know, uploading your shit to Pornhub or fucking XNXX or whatever the fuck free site, then that's when you run the bigger risk of anybody running into it. Because that's what I mean. Like, it could be your kid or your kid's shitty friend. Like, yo, I just found your mama on. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like... So oh, I hate that's that kid. yeah. <laughs> the shitty kid. <laughs> I can't even imagine being that kid on the bus. Yo, like oh yo mama, because because it's a thing, and, but, and that's gonna be everybody's mama soon. Yeah, there's a lot of people busting it open on the internet right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. it probably hey, is a move. lot of people's mm-hmm. mothers now, not soon now. But. Like right now, are getting found and. Like the favorite, and that's that, that's always been my my like question for like like or you know Lana Rose just had a kid, you know, but like being one of the I guess when you're one of the top names, right? You just kind of embrace it as a profession, right? That's what you did. That's how we made the millions. But if you're like a mid person, right? Like how do you 
How do you explain this shit? Like, I mean, shit. Everybody fucks. That's what you. That's that's it. <laughs> and I just happen to be on the camera with it. But at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, uh, you have to have a pretty like. You have to be willing to be pretty sex positive, especially if like, you know, you might be a little bit open about it with your kids. There's some people who totally are, or um, or you have to be prepared to have that conversation. But like, um, you know, you still have to stand in confidence of your shit when, especially when dealing with your kid. I'm positive, but just be sex positive about it because it's like. I mean, you know, just you don't look here. Don't you don't have to watch me. I'm sorry if if your if your friends are fucking teasing you with shit, but you know, I'm sure they some they mama got got a head and folded somewhere. Like I'm sure it won't be hard for you to find it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, every everyone gets here by having sex with somebody seven eight, eight times out of ten, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, you say it's just better to just own it versus trying to find a bullshit excuse. Whatever, it's up to you to figure out what you want to do. But walking into sex work, you definitely have to be prepared to have the conversation mm. when it comes about. Because it is, uh, it is a matter of when more than if. Like a lot, There are some people who can hide their shit. There's a lot of people who hide their shit well. But there's usually, it, it's a matter of time mm-hmm. before uh, a friend. I run across it. An ex, a hater, a baby daddy, hating ass baby daddy. Uh, you know what I mean? You must have listened to that episode. Not that I have an OnlyFans, <laughs> but that I have a hating ass baby daddy. But oh, it's your baby mama. It is my baby mama, but <laughs> I felt it in my soul. Um, so we had talked about OnlyFans and how you know everybody has one at this point. Um, I didn't even realize that it was launched in 2016. Because I didn't hear about it for real until 2020, right? The pandemic mm-hmm. hit. Everybody has an OnlyFans. Right. Um, you mentioned that it doesn't push your OnlyFans page um, into an algorithm type of thing. So um, do you think that it's harder than people think? You, you hear, oh, I'm just going to go make an OnlyFans. Like, yeah. What advice would you give to someone who, who is ready for that but thinks that it's easy money? It is harder than you think. It can be easy if you're dedicated and if you are consistent and if you, you know, either already have a big following or you're active. I definitely notice a difference when I actually post or say something every day to my people as opposed to even having those few days in between. Like, um, OnlyFans as, like, there's a bunch of other sites. There's fucking mm-hmm. loyal fans, fans, Lee, just for fans, motherfucking, you know, there's a lot. OnlyFans is me. There's a lot. None of those. And, and they all have their pros and cons. So, first of all, do your research. OnlyFans is not the only company at all. Um, and everyone has a different like pay cut percentage, what they do for you, what they don't do for you, how they store your content, future use of the content. You know, there's a lot to read into. Now, um, I did see that OnlyFans was getting rid of uh, sexual content. You wouldn't be allowed to to do that. Is that a is that a real thing, or was that just poach that was on Reddit? That was like a um, it was like a, a scare a while ago, but they. 
changed up their shit to where it's allowed now because it, everyone went up in arms like what the fuck are y'all talking about like right, that's how are 80 percent of <laughs> y'all money <laughs> and you want to treat us like this like what do you mean so only fans um, charges you guys every time you get paid oh so uh the pay cut part only fans takes 20 percent of every transaction also that is the most generous one there's a lot of places that take 30 to 75 percent of your shit. damn 75 percent yeah let me tell you something. 75 percent i need to be selling my shit at the barber shops and everywhere else like a bootleg dvd like what but you know what i have to make that shit super expensive because uh four dollars man it took me three a dollar and a half but listen though only fans i have made more money on sites in in sense of time that I've taken 75% based off of their algorithm, based on how they push me out, based on how their pay system of of the people giving money work and all of that. Like OnlyFans is the most generous, but that's the one you have to work the hardest to kind of like cipher and the people to, because you got to do all your own marketing. You got to do all your own advertising. You got to put your shit on all these other platforms just to get them there. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say like a campsite, which is a completely different field from selling and making your content. But let's say a campsite, you know, you sitting in front of a camera and you waiting for your room to fill up with a whole bunch of motherfuckers or a whole bunch of strangers. And then they throw their that like it immediately gets so many more eyes in front of you in way less time. So that's how those other sites that have these real shitty looking payouts, you uh, some people have made hella bank on because they figured out that system. Gotcha. So, do your reading. Do your reading. Read that by print. <laughs> so I have a question. Do you think that your racial identity has affected your work in the sex industry or why or why not? A hundred percent. The sex industry is like, let's see, we've got sex, we got entertainment. Um, you know, there's only so few places where like, you know, you can literally shop for what you're looking for via what you're looking for. Like mm-hmm. you can still be like, yeah, no, I need you to be fat and black and this and that. And like, you look for that and then you find that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a black woman, do I feel like I'm not making as much money as I could? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, that does not mean there's not plenty of amazing black women that have cracked that code and are making hella money and all of that. Um, but like, and it might be, you know, there's always a little something in certain spaces. So there's that. But like, and there's also navigating, you know, my own politics and what I want to do for people. So like, um, like there'll be people who want, what do you call it? A racial role play. I get requests for that a lot. Um, but I will only do it in the direction where I'm the dominant one. Mm-hmm. Like I will not let a white man talk down on me and I've only recently been able to just get in the role because it used to really make me cringe, but I'm like, okay, you know what? We could just take out some oppression because that's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) And I can charge extra because this is fucked up. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so 
And that always makes it more fun, honestly, you know, reparations, you know, through the pussy. <laughs> through the so. pussy. <laughs> so that was, that was going to be my question without giving names. What is your biggest demographic of customers? My biggest demographic. That was the best way I could ask that question without my biggest anybody specific <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think if I could put it into like, you know, like actual census type you know age and and race type of thing but i mean like i have a pretty decent array of folks i do get a lot of uh white dudes i do get i, I think i get a decent amount of white dudes and black dudes and and uh more indian men like from asia indian than i expected uh i get people who like hairy people i'm a hairy girl <laughs> so i get those you know the the Harry primal kind of freaks. Um, older men like me a lot. Like everybody, daddy. Uh, yeah, I guess that's where I'll put it. That's where I'll put it. But I've been doing this for a while, so I didn't like, you know, good amount of Jewish motherfuckers. You know, like it's it's. <laughs> so you mentioned that you've been doing this for a while. You said it for like the last ten years. What has been your favorite? role that you've taken on or I'm for lack of a better word because like right now you're producing a burlesque shows in Vegas but of all the things you've done within the sex industry what has been your favorite thing to do I mean honestly I really am loving this burlesque life I'm living I yeah. feel like a lot has culminated up to this point for me to be able to do what I do um, because I love the nightlife I love stripper hoes i love glam and i love getting people paid like and that and it encompasses all of that for me is that just a fancy name for a pimp wow uh, what? wow is it just a fancy name for a pimp no 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 I'm just no have you no, have you you've never been to our last show ah no no. And it's it's a resurgence and I'm like I don't even like strip clubs. You can ask my wife. I don't even like strip clubs. I just I feel like Pornhub is free. Strip clubs wow. I gotta throw You're forty, fifty dollars so... That's just <laughs> why am I spending that much money for something with on a woman that I can even barely even touch. A lot of strip clubs you can't even touch them, can't do nothing, and I'm spending two hundred dollars for what? Nah, I'm good. That's you know, that's okay. That's you know, you have basic, simple needs, and you know, that's fine. That's for <laughs> you. <laughs> and you know, everything ain't that's for everybody. <laughs> His wife said that he, she likes going to strip clubs more than he does. Absolutely true. Because I mean, I love seeing acrobatics and talents. I love seeing pretty people. I love, you know. Like, I'm not always up in the strip club. Like, not, don't get me wrong. It is quite the environment. And I, I stripped for a minute, and it's quite toxic. Um, I couldn't do it for too long. But, like, you know, it's a good time. And I always respect my working girls. I always just have a soft spot for, for you know, anyone on that grind. Because it ain't easy. No matter what it look like, it is not easy. No. But burlesque shows, you know, it's they're, they're different. They're more cabaret-ish or like, you know, you sit and you're watching a show 
yes, you're throwing money, but like, um, and yes, it's at a stripper that you can't touch. Sorry that you got to touch everything you pay for, but, uh, you're paying for the experience. And, you know, if you're compelled by the art of the tease or the entertainment value, then please throw your money. But, you know, if you want a space of people taking off their clothes, you should be throwing something. You should just already be compelled to do that. Like, <laughs> we in public. We don't have to do this here. <laughs> exactly. Never been compelled to throw money at anything. <laughs> at anything. And you know, that's why I didn't think of, you know, it's for, it's for, you know, the folks who like their luxury, the folks who like uh, <laughs> to have a good yeah. time. The folks exactly. that got it. You know, it's all about the market, baby. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what would you say is the biggest misconception of the industry? Ay, ay, ay. You know, that everyone... Well, first of all, that anyone in sex work is just a hoe. Like, you could record yourself having sex with somebody and you're like... But that's the only person ever or like you know what i'm saying you can have relationships there's everyone damn near is in something or is or has a fucking husband and a wife and a this and a that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um i think people think that like sex workers are just like all these super incredible confident bitchy powerhouses and they're not most sex workers are awkward <laughs> and <laughs> actually shy uh outside of the the space disabled way more disabled than y'all motherfucking uh you know think and that's part of you know sex work saves a lot of people in that regard because you know when you disabled or on disability the government don't even want to make let you do certain things let you make over a certain amount you know what i'm saying but we got shit we got lives we got bills to pay um motherfucking miss be nasty like we she's fantastic she could put both her feet behind her head and do all this crazy shit on one leg. But she is bendy like that because of her disability from, you know, being in the fucking event and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a lot of stories behind that I don't think people take into account when it comes to just, like, looking at the surface. They're just like, oh, there's this brave-ass bitch on the internet. Wow. That's really interesting to think about that. But I, I, I get it because if my disability isn't something that you'd notice, especially on OnlyFans or a cam site, like that is an easy way to make money from home. Niggas looking for remote jobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> looking for remote jobs. Right. Hiring. And right. you're seeing this disability, you're seeing this fucking word gap, you're seeing that you think I can't do a thing or you want to mm-hmm. accommodate my thing. Like there's a lot against the, the disabled community. So like, yeah, no, a lot of my friends or a lot of my peers are part of this incredibly margin of, of, of many marginalized communities. Right. Wow. Richie, okay? Your face. Yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Cause now we got a heart for hoes. Right. <laughs> Take it all in. Because when we say disabled, I'm thinking of like, okay, what level of disabled are we talking about? Like, we talking about not noticeable or are we talking like severely disabled because i feel like that'd be really oh. up to take advantage of a severely disabled woman or person it's not taking advantage though it's, it's a choice they made it's not advantage 
Yeah, like, I no mean. No one made them. Again, yeah, I got, they're putting their body out there. And somebody is going to fuck with it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. There's a fetish for everything. Clearly. There's a something for everything, you know. There is clearly a fetish for everything. It don't even have to be a fetish. Like, I really want to fuck somebody in a wheelchair just to say I fuck somebody in a wheelchair and then have that experience and then see what it's like playing with the wheels. And then, like, you know what Not I mean? Like, playing with the wheels. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you just want to try some shit out to try some shit. James said we don't kink shame. We don't kink shame. There's no such thing. I didn't mean to push that. There's no, we're making shit up, James. Stop it. No, <laughs> there is such thing. Bullshit. Pull it up in the dictionary. People be shaming shit. In the you dictionary? The urban dictionary, maybe. And not even the urban, first that's off, urban dictionary is not shame, real. First of all, kink shame is, well, no, no. It's, it's one word, apparently, on here. <laughs> <laughs> they put it together. I was going to say it's two separate words. So kink shame <laughs> would be in the dictionary. What? Put them together, you know. Like, right, okay. you know, it makes sense. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a real thing. That's so funny. So, James, I, I, I mean, Rich, I don't know why I want to call you James. Oh, because I was looking at James. We're looking at another, <laughs> looking at another name. Okay, so, Rich. Uh, so, I mean, okay. What's the most you spent on just trying to impress a girl? ever just for the first time like you know this was the first impression what's the most you spent on that oh uh i don't i really don't know uh to be quite honest with you a first impression for on a first impression on a first date on a first like like consider a date like a hundred dollars if that Okay. We're talking first impression, right? We're not talking mm-hmm. afterward. A first, like a hundred dollars. You don't get very much out of me on a first impression, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't <laughs> get very much. give you the bare minimum, and you go like it or not. You know that's more than a lot of motherfuckers. I'm not, you know. Because for me, for me, first impressions we're courting each other, right? Like you know, what I'm saying, typically if I pay for the taxi, like when I met my wife, you know, I pay for the taxi, my wife would pay for dinner. Or, you know, but this is like the first time around, you know. Mm-hmm. But now after that, you know, after the first impression, if you talk second and third, like mm-hmm. our first, my first real gift to her was well above four or five hundred dollars, and we were just dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. uh, I bought her a okay, so. um, bracelet, watch, Michael Kors watch, and a teddy bear. Like that was my first like big gift. And a teddy bear. Yeah. Aww. And a teddy bear. <laughs> Okay. No. Okay. So, as far when as you got that security, you know you ain't cheap with it. But when you you ain't really cheap with it on the first, you know I know some motherfuckers that I feel really like hundred dollars is know. pretty cheap. I feel like hundred dollars bare minimum. It's cheap. It's like gas. But you could do a you little dinner, a little movie. Yeah. Take yeah. a nice walk. I know motherfuckers down. that don't want to validate your parking. Like you know what I'm saying, and <laughs> they want to claim they like you, <laughs> but. I was just wondering with your attitudes, but you, 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 you go, you go. Shay said, "Ask the hard questions," but she don't know what the hard questions are. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any hard oh. questions. Well, y'all ask the hard questions. You, you, you got the fingers over there, right? That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we, 
what is okay i'll ask you what's the most someone has spent on you as far as overall right your most valuable customer what has been your most expensive most valuable customer let's see because you know i'm not i'm not like a city girl type of like demand i wish i were sometimes <laughs> i've yet to be the type to be like give me a motherfucking burger bag like i'm yet to be that type but um most consistent i mean i mean probably like three grand out of a person um was this a one we'll time have, or was this like a monthly thing like over over a little bit of time but I'll I'll say I have repeats of that kind of like I'll have that guy uh every so often kind of in my life as like okay you're my main my main whale I guess my my main big whatever for what that is and then that's for that short time and then they fall off for whatever reason and then we move on to the next one so would you classify him as as your sugar daddy like no i do oh my god how can i forget okay well just because it's a friend of mine but like i do have a joking sugar mama friend that i cannot quantify how much she has given me over the years it's definitely more than three grand it's definitely more than six for sure I'm still being generous because we've had a long relationship. <laughs> I'm still being like not that generous. So it's like probably more than that. I love her to death. And it is kind of like that sugary relationship, but it's also she she's like, I you know, I love you, I support you, I just want you to, you know, have your 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 shit and have your dreams work out. And that's pretty much what a sugar daddy do. Like they'll they'll still, you know, I mean there's multiple levels, of course, like any relationship, it could be as shallow or not. But for the most part, when you have a sugar relationship, they just like happen to have this resource that they don't like care that much about. They don't mind giving it to you because that's their way of showing care to you. And of course you reciprocate with time, with energy, with, you know, dope experiences. So what's your, speaking of dope experiences, what is your like most traumatizing nightmare experience you've had? The worst experience? My worst experience. Uh, I, uh, I haven't, I'm lucky to say I haven't had a lot of crazy as fuck, like bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Just good. like, um, especially for like the situations that can't be compromising. But like, even when I was doing kind of like the meetup thing, I would always have like a friend of security to uh, do that. If a bunch of people knew I were where I was at, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm really trying to think. Um, and if I'm trying to unearth any secrets in the process, <laughs> I'm like, some shit gonna go to the grave. But um, honestly, like the most compromising situations I've been in were where I left and I realized I may have, I was recorded mm-hmm. um, without my consent. And, you know, that's shitty as fuck. And, um, Thank goodness it wasn't like the worst, like not full on like fucking people or anything, but you know, mm-hmm. nobody likes to know that they've, you know, just got any type of like compromising. Violated but, in any way. Yeah. 
Um, there was a time where someone got way too handsy with me and they were like a cop. So that felt really weird because mm -hmm. it's like, what you, you know why that's conflicting. Um, and that was one of my jarring moments of like, okay, I'm going to redirect and not do this anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> because that was crazy. But thank goodness, knock on wood, I have been incredibly, incredibly, incredibly lucky. Have you ever had anybody on a politician level reach out? Uh, and they don't have to be like big, but maybe like your local council, yeah, no, city, you know, city level, reach out where they know this thing is not, it's, I don't want to say illegal, but they know it's not, it's frowned upon, but they try to be secret about it. You have a secret book, like your blacklist of people that. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had a couple <laughs> that like reach out, but honestly, like um, politicians kind of gross me out. So we've only, it's only ever been in a discussion stage and I never went that far. <laughs> you're, you're never going stormy with it in Trump. <laughs> you know, that's where the money is. You're right. But I, I, you know, my body is still like a vessel that like feels and receives energy and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I am picky and choosy with who's getting my physical time. Um, politicians always gross me out. <laughs> Have you ever done anything for free? I mean, any work for free? Work for free? Yeah. Work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know no, because like, like, obviously, if I like you enough to do it for free, I haven't, it wasn't work. You feel me? It yeah. was our own relationship of us doing this thing. Or you're, you've already given me so much that it still isn't considered for free. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm doing this out of, you know, kind of like, you know, good customer service rewards program type shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? <I'm> <laughs> You're like, you did earn this. <laughs> yeah. Before you answer Brittany's question, I just want to ask you, because you, you know, basically just mentioned liking someone, you know, a little bit more. How do yeah. you manage, you know, personal relationships <clears throat> with your, your, I wouldn't necessarily say your career, but how do you manage it with, working in the sex world or i guess um, your career his career i mean it's the same-ish as like i mean relationships are relationships mm -hmm. um you know they start with a conversation they they with multiple conversations of defining what you're looking for your needs what you know building upon what all of that is um so like in all of my relationships, it's based off of the vibe, you know what I mean? Like, um, of course there was a time where, you know, all right, you just throw money, we'll just try this. Like, eh, okay, well you low buy this price. Well, uh, well, we'll just go with this for now. But like, I wouldn't encourage, you know, that ain't really good for your spirit, you know? Yeah. You deal with people you want to deal with at the end of the day, you know? And you can feel that out real quick, like internet or not, voice or not, like mm -hmm. the way someone types to you, the things that they decide to like do to get your attention, you know, yeah. 
all of that plays. Have you ever had anyone turned off by the fact that you do this? Uh, Or has it interfered uh, with your personal relationships? No. (laughs) It has not really stopped nothing. Like, you know, I'll leave it. I'll sometimes throw it out just to see, you know, Mm -hmm. what the fuck uh, they'll do with it. But for the most part, people are supportive. People are impressed. Uh, of course, anyone who's sexually interested just wants the, a piece and just see right. what it's about. Um, Has anyone ever demanded that you stop the line of work or they will no longer con- you know, keep a relationship I, with you? No, I haven't dealt with anyone like that. Uh, I mean, I've have, I have my man and I've been with him damn pretty much the whole time. And he has okay. his own OnlyFans page and he has his own fans and shit. And so like but but he started all that after me and he was very supportive and he was definitely like the type that wouldn't go for all of that before before me mm-hmm. but i he tells us all the time that i put the trust in him to where the security is there like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the shit if the shit look good it's high quality is bringing in something like what's really the problem uh, he sees me like a trophy and I feel like a lot of men I deal with also do. And I deal with very open-minded motherfuckers. Like I said, I know the vibes. I know if you're right. gonna be on that bullshit. And I, I mean, like, you know, it only takes us a couple of questions like Rich been asking, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I already know what I need to do as far as like, oh, okay, well, these are the conversations we gotta have. That's so, funny. you know what I mean? And progressive men, you can, you can kind of smell the, the progressive on a man real quick. Uh, so Brittany's question, Brittany, would you encourage younger ladies to join this line of work? Here's the thing about the word encourage. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to like always sound hypocritical of like, eh, like, look, do what you want to do. Know what comes with what you want to do. I wouldn't encourage anything that might sound like it compromises you, yourself, your person. Um. And uh, again, this comes with a lot. It comes with a lot no matter what, because there's gonna be stigmas, there's gonna be annoying ass motherfuckers trying to like steal your energy. It's gonna be scammers. It's gonna be people stealing your pictures and starting up other pages and selling your shit better than you. There's gonna be a lot (laughs) that you have to know is part of the range of risk. But like, if you think you'll be dedicated and you can get what you can out of it, go ahead. Now, the thing is, you know, it's usually, it's seen as a get in, get out type of game. You know what I mean? Like very rarely do you walk into porn and say, I'm gonna do this the rest of my fucking life. Um, you know, it's a, it's a means to an end for the most part. It is a, let me try to fund something else I'm trying to do mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and then it's your body and then it's your sexual energy like a lot of people be like yeah no i'm a freak but like okay try to be a freak fucking six hours straight <laughs> and like you know what i'm saying and you gotta adjust you got your back hurting you got this you, you're thirsty you motherfucking depleted the fluid you motherfucking you know what i mean it's not easy like i and it should deserve more respect because I don't think a lot of people can literally just take a bunch of shit laying down like that. Right. <laughs> right. Literally. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening, Nayla. Thanks for having me talk your ears off. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Anytime, right? So take this time, drop your socials. Where can people find you? Um, however they okay. want to find you. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got... We've got Instagram. I am the marvelous melee, melee spelled M E L E I. So, like Super Smash Brothers, like melee, but like, you know, cuter. Um, a marvelous show is the name for my show Instagram if you want to check out. If you're ever in Las Vegas, come on out. It's going to be a great time no matter where the fuck I'm hosting in multiple places. Uh, the OnlyFans page, it is free, but pay to play. So that is slash Melee Marvel. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I had fun with this. You guys are dope. You know what I'm saying? I know it's all curiosity and it's all yeah. love. It's all <laughs> it's love. All love. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, this was fun. Thank you so much once again. Um, so guys, if you have not already checked out our Patreon, make sure you check it out. Not quite as interesting as Melee's OnlyFans, however. Uh, <laughs> Support the podcast. Exactly, we do have new content on there from Anime Court, from Rich, Ty, and Jamal. We also yeah. have content on there from Keeping It Real with Shay and I, as well as other unapologetically black content. We have new things coming out always. Make sure you guys like, share, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. Um, we will be back this weekend. There will be no Shit Talk Saturday, but we will be hosting, Rich will not be there, but we will be hosting a WrestleMania watch party. So if you are going to be watching it and you wanna hop on and hop on camera with us, we will be watching it live. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and until next time, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. <laughs>